0: The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born to us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Please pray with me to your God in heaven. We come before you tonight as we do every time we gather, asking you to be here with us. And we know that you have kept your promise and are here. May my words now be your words and all of our thoughts, your thoughts. We ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Merry Christmas. This evening I have a sort of a non-traditional Christmas sermon planned. I'm uh, not gonna talk to you, at least not very much, about a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, or wise men, or shepherds and stars in the East. Uh, This evening I'm going to talk to you about a war. But don't worry, not an earthly war like the historical one in Vietnam, or even a contemporary one like in the Ukraine. I want to talk to you tonight about the eternal war between Almighty God and the forces of sin and death. I shouldn't say eternal war because it's been won on this very night, but the cosmic war. The war, in other words, for your soul. And spoiler alert, it's the babe in swaddling clothes who wins the war in the end. But before we get there, I want to set the stage, a stage that was set hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, during the time of the prophet Isaiah. Now, during Advent, if you've been coming to church week by week, during this season before Christmas, we've been reading from some of Isaiah's classic messianic passages. That is, Bible readings about the future coming of the Messiah, and each week No matter where in Isaiah we were reading from, we read from Isaiah 1 and 2, Isaiah 11, 35, 49, wherever we read from, we found a very similar structure. Isaiah looks out at the world and realizes that something isn't right. Things are not as they should be. But he has a vision of a future. A future that will be different. Old ways will be set aside. Long time fights will be ended. Enduring anger will be calmed. In Isaiah chapter 2, we had swords being beaten into plowshares. Spears into pruning hooks. Implements of war being turned into farming equipment. Instruments of peace. Peace time. Then in Isaiah 11, this Transition from war to peace invades the natural world, too. Lions lie down with lambs. Children play with poisonous snakes. In Isaiah 35, we had rivers bursting forth from deserts and an exiled people being welcomed home. And then last week in Isaiah 49, we have God promising not to forget his people and promising them that a time will come when they will never hunger Or thirst, when everything will be as it should be and every tear will be wiped away from every eye. And in every case, it is the coming Messiah that makes this incredible future possible. Jesus comes and all the old battles are won. The battles between men and women, between people and the land battles between different kinds of animals, different tribes of people, even the battles between heaven and earth have all ended in Jesus's victory. The war is won. A couple of years ago, I was introduced by a friend of mine to a Christmas song that was unlike any Christmas song I'd ever heard before. I don't actually love the music and tune all that much, or I would have played it for you tonight, uh, but the words are worth knowing. The song is called, This Is War, and the artist is Dustin Kensrue. Now, This Is War is not probably the title you would first think of for a Christmas song, but this is it. It was... I was reminded again this year because of the imagery that Isaiah has been walking us through, this sort of battle, war imagery. It was especially actually brought to mind over the last two days when the temperature outside dipped to negative seven with a wind chill of negative 29. Here's how the first verse of This is War reads This is War, a sight unseen. The winter's long, it's cold and mean. With downcast hearts, we stood condemned. The tide turns now at Bethlehem. Let's continue for a moment with this image the idea that Christmas is the turning point in a war. Look for a moment at verses four and five of our reading from Isaiah. This evening, this famous reading from Isaiah chapter 9. These are not the verses that probably catch your eye. Not at all. After all, this section of Isaiah chapter 9 has that wonderful proclamation that I read to you at the beginning of the sermon. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. That's verse 2. And then verse 6 is Handel's... Hallelujah, Chorus, the Messiah, for a child has been born to us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But verses 4 and 5, right between those two famous passages, significantly less famous, these scriptures remind us that there is a war going on. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor you have broken, as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. All the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. Merry Christmas, indeed. (laughs) There is a war going on here. Infantry boots, tramping warriors, garments rolled in blood. But listen to what Isaiah says. These trappings of battle shall be burned. They are no longer needed. Isaiah has good news. This war has already been 1 The spoils have been divided he says in verse 3 and you didn't need to fight God has won the fight for you and that's what we are here to celebrate tonight the crucial moment in God's victory this is war a sight unseen this winter's long, it's cold and mean. With downcast hearts, we stood condemned. The tide turns now at Bethlehem. The tide turns now at Bethlehem. When Isaiah says that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, that those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. That deep darkness that he's talking about is the darkness of the shadow of death, like Psalm 23 Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. In 2011 and 12, when we were living in New Jersey, we lived through two hurricanes and two consecutive years, Irene and Sandy. Now, we were nowhere near the most brutally affected areas, but our house was flooded with one of them, and we were without electricity for over a week with the other one. And one of the things I remember most clearly about those times is watching the aftermath of the storms on the news. I'm sure you've seen similar footage yourself, a helicopter swooping low over homes that are largely underwater, rescue crews working to save people, and all the wreckage that the storm has caused. And of course, I remember the nights of those storms, wondering how it was going to turn out. The darkness, the roiling clouds, pounding rain, screaming wind. It was as close as I've ever been in my very blessed life to war. It seemed during those long nights that the sun might never shine again. Having gone through that, I can only imagine the experience of actual combatants in a war. The blast of artillery shells, the scent of gunpowder and fire, Brothers in arms, suffering and dying. But I remember even all those years ago, waking up the next morning after the hurricanes were over and seeing the sun come peeking through the clouds. And Isaiah's words rang true again. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them Light has shined. The morning after a hurricane, there is wreckage. But it's over. The storm is over. What about the storms of this world, the deep darkness that we live in every day, the battles that still rage even here, the darkness that is outside even now, the hurricanes that swirl in your life? The wars you experience, the wreckage you may have to deal with even tomorrow, the storm of sin in your own heart that would separate you from God. In Revelation 21 and 22, we are told that God and the Lamb, His Son, Jesus Christ, will be the light. Of the world. That we don't even need to wait and hope that the sun will come out tomorrow because tonight a Savior is born. And there will not ultimately even be the need for a sun, John says in Revelation, because Jesus Himself will be all the light that the world needs. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them, light has shined. So Jesus, we read, will win the battle. This is war, sight unseen. This winter is long, it's cold and mean. With downcast hearts, we stood condemned. The tide turns now at Bethlehem. There will be no need for the boots of tramping warriors and the garments rolled in blood. It is over. But Jesus doesn't win the war in the traditional way with superior tactics and overwhelming numbers. No, he wins it in a manger in Bethlehem. He wins it on a cross outside Jerusalem. Remember Isaiah's promise. Swords are going to be beaten into plowshares. Spears into pruning hooks. Jesus is going to win this battle by being the Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He wins the war. By ruling in peace, by taking the violence of this life onto himself, by submitting to it, by surrendering to it, by achieving a victory in defeat. I'd like to close tonight with the words of Samuel Gandhi's 1838 hymn, His Be the Victor's Name, which describes the counterintuitive nature of Jesus' victory. For us a victory that begins tonight in a manger in Bethlehem his be the victor's name who fought the fight alone triumphant saints no honor claim their conquest was his own by weakness and defeat he won the glorious crown trod all his foes beneath his feet by being trodden down he hell in hell laid low made sin he sin overthrew bowed to the grave destroyed it so and death by dying slew bless bless the conqueror slain slain by divine decree who lived who died who lives again for thee, my soul, for thee. The victor is born to us tonight. The victory is won in a manger on the outskirts of town. The tide turned at Bethlehem. The hurricane has broken, the war is over, and the Lamb of God is the Prince of Peace and is seated on the throne. You who walked in darkness have seen a great light. You who live in a land of deep darkness, on you light has shined. For unto you a child is born, a son is given, and he is Jesus, the wonderful counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and Savior of the world. He was born to save you. Merry Christmas.